it's time for living large and hard. Hello. Hi there. How are you? I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing fantastic. Because I'm doing okay. Anyway, this is the big wrap up for the big year of too much travel which is what I'm going the last year, which started in August of last year, 21, and now it's July of 22. So I went, I did a lot of traveling. I'm going to lay out the stats for you, which is what I'm sure you noticed when you looked at the beautiful cover art that I do. It takes, you know, it takes me minutes. Anyway, welcome to Living Large and Hard glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here because I haven't been doing this a lot. Now I'm in the zing box. Zing box you say? What happened to the chai box? What happened to the sky box? Well if you would look at the life update uh, podcast that I just did not too long ago so it's not very far down the list. Just look scroll a little bit you know there it is see it? Uh, explains all that shit. I know my life is so confusing. How do you think I feel? Oh, by the way, during this year of too much travel, you don't know how many times I would wake up and have no fucking idea where I was. Uh, because I was in Chicago for the year, a bit, and I was traveling here to Lansing, Lans, Lansing, also known as Lansing. Apparently, I'm the only person that rem I looked on the internet, that thing that uh, you're listening to me on, which has the answer to everything, but there was nothing about back in the early 80s when this town was tanking because the automobile industry went in the shitter because, you know, the big three got cocky and Japan said, fuck you, we'll take all your business. And uh, they wanted to make this a cool place to live. So they started calling it, instead of Lansing, Lansing. Huh? Did that make you want to pack up from wherever you live? Come here to a place where uh, the main industry is dying? Yeah, it didn't work here either. There's less, there's tw like 20,000 less people now than there was then living here. And man, it looks like it. <laughs> Both from the amount of traffic and uh, the way the housing stock looks. Forlorn. A lot of it quite forlorn. So here on the east side, with a lot of forlorn housing, uh, right by Foster Park, historic Foster Park, as I explained, because people who went on to play professional basketball played there, like Magic Johnson and the Vincent brothers. Isn't that something? Isn't that exciting? Yeah, who gives a fuck? Anyway. Um, the year of too much travel started with the pandemic. And right when it started, airfare went right down to nothing. Problem was, the airlines cut their staffing to nothing. So, canceled flight, canceled flight, canceled flight. I also ran into a lot of problems where I had to cancel my flight. Because, uh, you know, here in the United States, we got to a point that we were number one in the world as far as how many cases per 100,000. So I, I couldn't get into many countries or I could only get in with a 10 day quarantine. So, I mean, 
what the fuck's the point going and sitting in an Airbnb for 10 days to go to a place where I only wanted to be there two days to look around. Stupid. So there was about a year of that, and then things started to actually open up, and I could actually start to travel in August. And this last trip that I took, most recently, there was the, it was the first trip with absolutely no COVID restrictions. Anywhere I went, um, no masking except on public transport in Germany. And uh, I don't know, I went six countries. One other one. Fuck, doesn't matter. And I didn't have to get a COVID test to come back to America, which was great because that always was a challenge. I mean, it's kind of cool that I went to a mall in Estonia to get a COVID test to come back to America. Just from the aspect of not something I ever thought I'd be doing. Going to a mall in Estonia especially. But those fucking COVID tests coming back blue. They were cheaper than here. Much cheaper. When I would leave Chicago, there was a sweet spot where I could get free COVID tests in storefronts. Um, that it didn't last long. They all got shut down because apparently they weren't really doing any tests. But I didn't care. I had my piece of paper so I could get into places. And Lisbon was the main one, Portugal, because I went through Lisbon Airport a lot just to go through the fucking airport. I had to have a COVID test. Yeah, so when that dried up, the freebies, then it was 110 fucking dollars to go through the airport in Lisbon because I had to get a COVID test at the airport in Chicago. Yeah, it's, I didn't enjoy that. You know, you got a 300 or a $400 flight and then you're paying 110 just to walk through a fucking airport, sit there six hours. You hear that? Yeah, that's, that wasn't, uh, wasn't an enjoyable part of the situation. Here's something else. If you listen to my travel travails and shit trip, and I believe there's another one, there's three different ones about things that went wrong on my trips. This last one was something I did. I took the boat, overnight boat, 16 hour boat ride from Stockholm to Helsinki because I had read that it was beautiful. And it was, it's one of the highlights of the year. My year of too much travel was taking that boat ride. So I'm at the terminal to get on the boat with my backpack all backed, backed, packed, and on my back. And no one's really in the terminal. And um, let me go into my Gmail folder, fucking finale, and look at my booking with Viking Line. Oh, it was for May. And that's a problem because I was traveling in June. Duh. So I said, all right, I'll eat that. That's my mistake. Well, I had to eat it because <laughs> that boat done sailed, as they say. So what I did is I'll just pull that up. Viking, I'm sitting right there using their Wi-Fi. And I will book with them for today, the day I'm there. No, that ship's been canceled. All right, let me look at Telink which is their competitor on the same route. Canceled. Um, let me look at flights. $800 and about 
the same amount of time, 16 hours. Mm, not having it. So what I did is I booked the next day. And at this point, I have nowhere to stay. So I go to Airbnb and go to um, instant booking, you know, whatever that is. So you don't have to have the have it approved by the by the person. And Stockholm is very expensive. So I, I mean, and at that point, being the same day, oof, <laughs> brutal. There was one for a reasonable amount after fees and everything, a hundred some dollars, which is about half what the rest of them started at. So I booked that one. So then I had a place to stay and I had an extra day because the boat left at four. So I had an extra day in Stockholm. So what I did is I, I booked a trip on an amphibious bus. I'd already taken a, an excursion boat around Stockholm, which was pretty interesting. I had a better time talking to the lady next to me. I kind of quit listening, took the headphones out, the earphones out, and uh, just talked to her. She'd done a lot of traveling. Anyway, yeah, the, the um, amphibious bus was pretty cool. There's a little short video on living large and hard on Facebook. Uh, my F Facebook travel page, living large and hard, and on Instagram, living large and hard, and on Twitter, living large and hard which nobody ever looks at but I don't blame them Twitter sucks unless you're famous so anyway I fucked that up but then it worked out great because when I got to Helsinki there wasn't a, really anything to see <laughs> I mean I got there and dropped my shit off and walked around to see the the heights the heights jeez oh Pete what is it ten, less than 10 minutes in and I fucked up twice so anyway, I dropped my bag off and headed out and grabbed my cinema camera and hit all the sites in about three hours. So I'm glad I didn't have to spend an extra day there. It was an interesting neighborhood. Um, strip clubs, sex clubs, Chinese food, and barbers around my Airbnb. So that was, uh, and gay clubs that caused for an interesting clientele out walking around. But anyway, let's get back to it. So the year of too much travel kicks in and I ended up going on average once a month, maybe a little bit more than that, like 1.2 times per month. So when I give you the tally of countries, that does not take into a effect I'm just listening to traffic go by it's so much louder here it does not take into account uh, the effect of going to Germany three times going to Italy three times and going to Spain twice that does not move that total number that that meter stays only as counting one visit for all those the one in Spain uh, was one that I bought. The second one was off the coast of Africa, but it's Spanish territory. So, and that was one that I bought and didn't know where it was, but I bought it anyway. Bought the airfare because it was three thirteen round trip. So why not? I looked at how long the flight was, and I had an inkling it was in the Canary Islands, but I wasn't sure. 
and then I bought the airfare and looked it up and it turned out to be a, a place I would think about going back again with a much smaller car Jesus the roads are the roads are in fantastic condition super smooth but super narrow super twisty up down sideways and tons of cyclists hardcore cyclists not people you know trikes, trikes riding upright 150 pounds overweight now you're talking real deal cyclists everywhere so they're anyway boy I do tend to digress don't I let's get to it let's get into these stats so I have become a runner since uh, this winter winter of 2021 yes the guy who said he would never run unless there was someone with a gun behind him well I'll tell you what Try riding a bike in the winter. Not pussy riding, but really riding a bike. And it's just, you got to put on so much gear. And you still freeze because you're out there and it's 35 degrees and you're going 15, 18, 20 miles an hour. Yeah, you freeze. So I said, I'm going to start running. And I did. And turns out I'm addicted to it now. I've been addicted to other things, but this one actually cost me nothing, and it's healthy. And guess what? I'm good at it. So I had my first 5K about a month ago, and I finished first in my age group. And I thought, that's eh, probably because it's in this little town called, called Potterville, and it was something called Gizzard Fest. So then I had my first 5-mile last weekend, 5-mile, not 5K. 5K is 3.1 miles. 5 miles is approximately 5 miles. And I took second. So I have a, what is it, today's Friday, Sunday, I have a 5K. I train for this shit now. I'll tell you what, my ego's in the way of me just enjoying running. So now I got to at least place, and, and now I'm actually, I always think I'm going to win. So now I want to win every time, my age group. So anyway, that happened. So anyway, on this one, I uh, last trip I was gone two and a half weeks, and I did not want to lose my edge. So I did some running, international running. I ran in Athens, around the Acropolis, around the base of it. I ran in Berlin. I ran in Riga, in Latvia, and I also ran in Stockholm, a couple times in Stockholm. Um, didn't run much, and I, you know, it was in two and a half weeks, and it was spread out, and I just didn't run much, but I did it more because I could, I could get some international running in, because, you know, those things come up. You get a chance to do shit you're never gonna do again, or probably not do again, or you've never done, do it. Something else that happened was um, seeing Olympics stadiums. Not something I had any idea that I would be doing, but I came across the first one in Barcelona, and then I came across the next one when I was in Munich. That's a cool one, by the way. And tragic, because that was 72, and Palestinian terrorists, um, they kidnapped the Israeli wrestling team and killed them all so that you know that wasn't cool but it's a cool stadium I'll tell you what they got some cool facilities 
So, uh, there was, yeah, Barcelona, Munich, Berlin, where Jesse Owens kind of slapped that master race thing that Hitler had going on right in the fucking ass. So Hitler refused to shake his hand. And Athens, where they had the first modern Olympics in, what was that, 1896 or something like that. And it's been fixed up a couple times, but ah, that one wasn't much to see, really. All of Athens. Athens was disappointing. Athens was the most disappointing city of the whatever. When I get to that number, I'll remember it. 40-something cities. Why, you ask? Ancient Greece? Yeah, it looked like a modern amusement park as far as concession stands. Junk. Block after block, packed solid, selling tourist junk and food. And then you'd go to the Acropolis, and there was the Parthenon, and then that's basically it. You go see Adrian's Wall, Hadrian's Arch, that's all you see. It's, it's a fucking single arch. You go see Hadrian's Library, it's about six columns standing up. You go to these other places, and it's just unlike Rome, where they actually put shit back together to make it worth your while to go look at it. They just put a fence around it, dig up a couple columns, leave them laying there, and put up a plaque and it shows you what it would look like if they bothered to fucking put it together in Athens. So, and it was always beastly fucking hot. It was like Florida. Very clear. Very humid. So the sun was just brutal. And uh, not much to see. I should have spent less time there. If there's anything that I would do different about this year of travel too much, it's spend less time damn near everywhere. If I spent four days, I probably should have spent a day and a half. If I spent five days, I probably should have spent three. Just like that. I did go to Paris and spend five or something like that. But I'd already been there two years earlier. Um, the way I do it is when I get somewhere, I just haul ass. And use this app, visit a city, and it guides you right to, you know, you can go here and go here and go here and go here. You can add or subtract whatever you want from their listing. Uh, if if it says this is the oldest synagogue and you look at a picture and it just doesn't look like anything visually interesting, um, I'm not going to go see it. I'm not going to go see a zoo because I'm not going to go see any zoo. Zoos I find depressing. So then you tailor that and it puts in like you want to do a three-day. Usually I'd put a three-day packed itinerary and get it done in a day and a half. But I never knew when I started. I had all these things booked. You know, booking things months and months and months out to get the cheapest rate. And then I get there, and I'm hauling ass around, and I go, well, fuck. There's a day and a half of three done, and it's only four hours into one day. So anyway, I would spend less time everywhere. There's other people I know that love just... I know someone that went to Paris for five weeks. I don't know. I don't know. Not for me. I want to get there, see the shit, go home. I also don't go out for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Any of them. Because I'm by myself. And I think that looks weird. Look at that weird old man eating by himself. Isn't that pathetic? I'd rather not deal with it. And I don't want to deal with... I just don't like eating out. Spent most of my life in the food business. It's just not glamorous to me. 
It's like someone who's, you know, been in prison breaking rocks. Hard labor for 30 years. And you go, hey, you want to come over and uh, I got a sledgehammer. We're going to smash him some fucking concrete blocks. Nah, had had my fill of that. Thanks. All right. Let's get back to it. So there are three bus trips. And the one was the only way I could get into Hungary to Budapest without quarantining because our caseload was so high here in the United States. It was like way we were we were one of the the hottest red countries in the in the world. So I would have if I would have flown in I would have had to quarantine. I think it was 10 days. Maybe it was 5 and then you take a test. So anyway, I took the Flixbus um from Zagreb in Croatia and uh, we stopped at the border for a very long time very long and I got nervous because they came back on the bus and the bus driver said China China and these Chinese people they had to give up their not only their passports they took all our passports as soon as we got there in a little air-conditioned hut for the guy the passport control and the Chinese people had to cough up more ID and I went Mm. I had I had the Hungarian Border Patrol website ready on my phone to show that look I'm coming by bus, so I don't I, there's no restriction. Anyway, so when he comes back and asks for China, and then the bus driver comes back and goes, you guys opens the doors and goes, you guys can wander around. Whatever he said in Croatian. Uh, accented English so that didn't make me any less nervous but finally we were on our way they came out and he started passing the passports out by country alphabetically and uh, I was the only American and I did have a very nice chat after that with uh, a German woman who was the first German woman I heard who said shit and I heard another two how they said shit very precise very precise so if you're talking to a german woman and you say shit don't let it like shit don't be sloppy with it shit so there was that and um i took the bus from munich to freezing which is closer to the airport than munich so i could leave early but it turns out I had to leave early. I had to catch a 3.40. I had to get up at like 3.30 to catch the f first bus to the airport for my 6 o'clock flight. Oh. But anyway, that was the one was one way to Hungary and then from Munich to freezing and back. So that was a total of three buses, 258 miles. No big deal. 27 trains. I might have missed a few, but I don't think so. So, um, 27 trains I was on, not counting subways and, and little regional, you know, like from the airport to downtown, sometimes there's a special train. Well, now I'm telling you, because you probably don't know that. One of the biggest things with all this travel, uh, it's just so many moving parts to figure out. And now it's just a relief into the I don't know when I'll take another trip I'm not saying I never will but probably this winter to get away from winter 
here in uh, DeMitten, Michigan. But you land, and then you got to figure out before you land how you're going to get from the airport to downtown where the Airbnb is. And sometimes it's easy. Sometimes you just walk over there, bingo, hop on the metro, and take you there for nothing. Other times you got to go over there and out there and walk outside there and it's no it's not that way it's back that way maybe but I didn't see a sign so oh it's over there and then you go down there <sighs> do they take contactless payment do you just use your credit card no you have to go to a machine which may or may not work and then you have to buy a special ticket to go from the airport to downtown so they're like that shit gets, it just gets old you know what I mean it just gets old so 27 trains, uh, the glory of international rail travel, man, I'll tell you what, you're clipping, sometimes you're clipping along at over 180 miles an hour and it's just smooth and quiet and nobody's ever playing music or Candy Crush on top volume. It's, so it's quiet, smooth, uh, can I say smooth again? Because I've ridden Amtrak a lot. Not quiet. Not smooth. So, uh, the highlight of the train trips was going through the Alps from a city called Kerr, C-H-U-R, which I would have called Chur if I didn't look it up and know better. And that's just an hour train ride south of Zurich. So... You go from Kerr to Toronto, which is just, just over the border into Italy. And I spent the night there with a view of the Alps foothills for my monstrous cheap Airbnb. Probably is the top Airbnb I've ever stayed at. Great big patio. It's great. Wonderful. Um, but going through the Alps on the Bernina Express, first class. Man, wonderful. Huge panoramic windows, the ones that go up into the ceiling. Uh, every mile basically was something to see, unless you were in a tunnel. Lots of tunnels. Lots of trees, too. But lakes, glaciers, all the kinds of stuff you would expect to see. Lovely little villages nestled. Nestled at the bottom. So I took the train down. Spent the night in Toronto. Saw what there was to see there, which took a couple hours. Wasn't, it was nice. It was interesting. Some town, some town, cities, villages, whatever, you go to and you just wander around. There's lots of shit to see. Other ones? Madrid? Nah, eh, there isn't. Um, Berlin? Believe it or not, no. And why? Because Berlin got bombed to fucking shit in World War II. And especially the part that was in East Germany, they didn't really bother to, you know, do a, a wonderful, beautiful, amazing restoration. They just didn't give a fuck. Uh, at the other end of the spectrum for trains was taking the train which is also rated one of the, the most beautiful train rides in the world from in Montenegro I was intended to go from Belgrade in Serbia but they made it due to COVID for some reason they cut back and made it an overnight train so uh, the amount of scenery you see overnight it's uh, pretty minimal so I did more research and it turns out that the best part 
was of the train trip from Belgrade to Bar in Montenegro on the on the Adriatic is in Montenegro. So when I was in, I went to Bar. I flew there at the shittiest airport <laughs> I have ever been in, Podgorica, the capital. Um, yeah, what a fucked up airport. It was drizzling. And so there's buckets everywhere catching water. The train, the train takes you to a concrete hut that smells like piss. And that's the national airport drop-off point. And then you walk on a road with no sidewalks, a little two-lane. And there are sheep that if they wanted to, could wander across the street into the parking lot at the airport. And I uh, went to check in because I couldn't get an online boarding pass. Went to check in. I said, went to information. I go, Lufthansa. And they had a, their own kiosk there, but it had a, you know, not the velvet rope, but the zip thing on Bob that, that everybody has now. And nope, nobody there. Oh, in 10 minutes. Lufthansa will open. Okay, go to Lufthansa, get my thing. I walk over to go to the departures area. It is too soon. Well, what do you mean it's too soon? No, you have to wait. Mm. Me personally? Okay. So I went and sat by some of the buckets with the water dripping in them. And no, it was too, it was too early for everybody because apparently they only let two flights worth of people back into departures at the same time. Now here in Lansing, it's the state capital, but it's a little regional airport. And not big at all. But you know what? Bigger than the national airport for Montenegro. Yeah, that was uh, something. And that train. Good God. Beautiful scenery if I could have really seen it. But the windows are so fucking dirty. Everything on the train was filthy, absolutely filthy. People smoking on the train, even though they're not supposed to, they would just go in the in the hallway and stand at the window. You know what smokers like to do? Look, my cigarette tip is out 20% of the time, so I'm not smoking in here. Oh, thanks. Went to take a piss in one toilet while I was waiting for the train back because I did the up and back thing to enjoy the beautiful scenery. And looked in the toilet, and there was the ground. No plumbing. So there was someone standing right out there, and it was pretty obvious it was me in there. I know, I'm shy now. I didn't need her to hear me pissing all over the railway bed. So I went to the other toilet, and it was one-third full of diarrhea. Fair enough, I can hold it. Believe me, I can hold it. So that was the worst. And the train goes, there's no way it went over 30 miles an hour. No way. Uh, it goes so slow, it would get to some intersections and the train would stop. <laughs> Not traffic, the train until traffic stopped. So, and there's these little stations in the middle of fucking nowhere on the side of a mountain there'd be a station and there'd be a person with a flag from the railroad and their big hat and their tie and shirt and nobody and nobody get on nobody get off 
And since I went up and back, I looked both ways to try and find a road, a pathway, anything to these fucking little, even smaller huts than the piss-smelling one at the airport, near the airport. And no, there was I didn't see any way to get to any of them. So we'd you'd do like 20 miles an hour, stop for no one to get on, no one to get off. So three and a half hours of that. But it was, you know, the parts you could see, because there's a, a zillion tunnels. Maybe not a zillion. A lot. So that was the worst of the trains. What do we got next here? Oh, boat excursions. I love me a boat excursion. I did a few of those. Uh, Copenhagen. The only time it rained on me in Copenhagen was when I took the boat excursion. And they were passing out. They had ponchos. And I took a poncho and sat on it, thinking that was the smart thing to do to keep my ass from getting wet. But all it turned into was a basin, a rainwater collection point to absolutely drench my balls and asshole. So that worked out pretty well. But it was, you know, the trip was good. Um, in Ljubljana, I love Ljubljana. Little a little city with lots to see. One of those places you can just wander around and it's just lots and lots of shit. So they had a little boat trip and I thought I was seeing beavers and then I looked and the tail wasn't right and I said, that's, I don't think they have muskrats here. Uh, Nutria. So that somehow they got from South America to Ljubljana. So Nutria swimming around. Riga and Latvia, nice boat tour, uh, trip through the canal and then out into the harbor, and then back through a different canal. That was cool. Uh, Berlin. That was an interesting part of Berlin, to see that. from. It's always more interesting from the water. But Berlin got to see some good shit. Uh, got to see the highlights from the water that i pretty much already seen. Not on the water. And Stockholm I took too. I took a regular boat excursion. And... And I also took the amphibious bus because I had the extra day. And let's let's move on. COVID tests. How many of you had? Hold on, I have a, a a taste of my beverage. I'm not used to talking this much. And what am I drinking? You might wonder. It's my homemade ginger ale with it with a hint of habanero. Mm, spicy deliciousness. Okay, I'm ready to get back at it. So I've had 23 COVID tests for travel alone. 23. Where was that? Munich. Because I needed one to get to Belgrade. I needed, yeah. So I went there and, man, she jammed that fucking thing so far in my nose, snot hit the back of my throat. Which... You don't need to do. And over over there they swab your throat and your nose. So after the throat thing then she jammed fucking boogers back onto my throat. So that was that was entertaining. Twenty three COVID tests. And I've had a few others just because I've been around to people who caught it and had it. So I probably had let's say twenty six, twenty seven COVID tests. Extra security. Usually leaving Lisbon is when this one happened. You get pulled pulled aside for some reason. 
I got pulled twice on that one, then I had a couple others. And usually what they do, they don't, they might open your bag. Um, usually they check you for explosives. I don't know. I guess that's because of my explosive personality. Oh, on the train, the train trips. Total was 2,900 miles. 2,900 miles, which is enough if you want in kilometers. Figure it out. So 2,900 miles, which is enough to go from New York to San Francisco. That was the total on that. Because I know you were just, he's like, wait, tell us how many, tell us how much on the bus and how many miles. How come they didn't tell us on the train? Because I fucking forgot. Um, cities, 43 different cities. 43. I already told you my least favorite. I'd say uh, favorite, uh, Vienna and Prague, those things, they're what you expect a magnificent European city to look like. Plus in Prague, I stayed on a houseboat. So how cool is that? They didn't sleep well. <laughs> the bed was on the, the upper floor. So there was a bit, of, a bit of rocking going on. But those two are great. Ljubljana's great. Zagreb in Croatia. And... Um, Turns out Riga and Sofia, these little little cities, and all the Baltics, all the Baltic cities. I went to Tallinn in Estonia, which was okay. Uh, that was one where I had like an extra day. Riga was really good. That's the big, the big, uh, the big boy in the in the Baltics, not the Balkans. Been there too though, but and uh, Vilnius in Lithuania. That was just my first uh, my first stop in a place that was foreign, foreign. So that was, but it's interesting. A lot of shit to see. Churches, churches, churches. God damn, I've seen more churches than the Pope. And they, I am not kidding. So 43 cities and uh, 24 countries. That's right, 24 countries. Two of them I've been to three times. One I've been to twice. And, and that's all since August through June into the very beginning of July. I got back July 2nd, I believe. Maybe the 3rd. I don't know. Time's irrelevant. I'm retired. So, grand total of 57 flights. Probably... 10-ish domestic flights during that year as well. Going from hither and yon. So you're talking, let's just say 65 flights total. Um, yeah, like a lifetime of flying in less than a year. But 57 international flights. And uh, all kinds of airlines, man. Some The shortest flight was 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Anytime you land at O'Hare, there's no fucking way you're getting to the gate in less than 20 minutes. So you go to O'Hare, you taxi 20 minutes. This was a flight from Tallinn to Helsinki. And it was just up. And Gavin Krupp referred for, for descent. Right back down. Longest was like nine I can do nine standing on my head now. I've seen, I saw so many movies. So many movies. Because I watch movies on the way back. 
on the way out, I would take a buttload of prescription sleep medicine and try and, you know, fitfully get five or six hours in, which usually worked. And then I would not have jet lag either way. On the way back, I would ordinarily stay up uh, 26, 27 hours and then sleep five or six hours and then be up, you know, the usual 16. You know, it'd be all good. So 57 flights, 106,000 miles plus a couple. So over 106,000 miles, which is four and a quarter times around the world. Yeah, wrap your head around that wrapping a plane around the world. How about that? So that's the wrap up. Am I happy I did it? Here's what I like to tell people. I'm not the kind of guy that gets happy. I'm the kind that likes to get un not unhappy. Uh, it was a once in a lifetime opportunity. If there's another, if this monkeypox thing gets nuts, oh my God, it's not gonna happen. So it was a once in a lifetime thing. Airfares, you know, you adjust them for inflation. Airfares have never, ever, ever been that fucking low. It's just not going to happen. So I took advantage of it when I could, took advantage of the fact um, that I could retire and did that and put the two together. Boom! 24 countries, 43 sitters international. 106,000 plus miles. Four and a quarter times around the world. Endless memories when I look at my Instagram. By the way, if you want to scroll back quickly, I don't do it like... Uh, Normal people do Insta or Facebook. I don't stack 10 pictures into one link because if you don't like the first one, you're not going to look at the other nine and you might find something you like, like at seven and eight. And I also just don't do pictures of my food because I bought a sandwich at the corner store. Not interesting and sometimes not edible. So what you're going to get is art, cars, interesting old cars, um, street art, lots of street art, graffiti, weird signs, and beautiful churches, beautiful buildings, and everything in between. Signs uh, with dogs taking a shit on them. Not dogs taking a shit on the sign, but on the sign is a picture of a dog taking a shit. Things like that, and who knows what else. Well, you will if you look at it. So this has been Living Large and Hard, the big year of travel too much wrap up. And thanks for listening. If you're listening to this on SoundCloud and you don't like SoundCloud or you don't have SoundCloud, then look at whatever you do listen to and chances are I'm there. And if I'm not, you let me know, God damn it. And I will fucking fix that just for you because I love you, whoever you are. Uh, thanks again. And I'll see you out there. Bye-bye now. Thank you for having nothing better to do than waste your time with me here at Living Large and Hard. And now back to your quotidian existence. <laughs>